I'm riding down Elvis Presley Boulevard. I'm riding down Elvis Presley Boulevard. Got the dog boot, the soft nigga in the heart. You could tell them crackers, they can go and get the dogs. I'm riding down Elvis Presley Boulevard. Riding down Elvis Presley Boulevard. Got the boy, got the girl, and I got the heart. Tell them pussy crackers, they could bring the dogs. I got Priscilla. And we're back for another episode. This is episode 23. We have been gone for a minute, nice. but we are back. As always, life gets in the way sometimes, but that's a good thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you close on your new house. Let me get a round of applause. Blessings coming down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> on this good Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but we are back. It's a beautiful day here in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Everybody's feeling good. We got drinks in hand. Mm-hmm. Ready to have some good conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm in a bad mood though. Let me get this off my chest. Okay. Oh shit. Damn. damn. You messed us up. These damn crazies, man. Damn, man. They got cheated yesterday. They got cheated so bad. Okay, so I'm confused because there were two conflicting scores to me. And maybe someone just did a it, it, it was somebody that always it was like an 80 something. Yeah, 84. It was, it was nine, it was 99 to Damn. So the Grizz is first of all severely undermanned, mm-hmm. playing with a roster where we had played with over tw- I think it's twenty eight different players this year, mm-hmm. which is insane. It's the NBA record. Um, we uh, recently picked up Jordan Farmar and just a, a hodgepodge of individuals from the uh, D League and just everywhere. We, we signed niggas who've been in retirement for eight years just because we need some bodies. We went down on Mount Moriah. <laughs> 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 For players, but we uh we, we got we, we got a hodgepodge of uh, cats out there running. It's 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 an interesting group. Um, but one thing about this group is that they're up and down. But when they're playing good, they're playing good. And we took the Warriors down to the wire last night. Now let's just talk about this officiate. Your boy Vince Carter got hog tied in the paint. Draymond Green grabbed him by the back of his jersey, twisted his jersey in his mm. hand, and then threw him down to the ground, and the ref called nothing. Mm. Then, on the last play of the game, which, A, I don't know who gave Lance Stevenson the green light to shoot the last shot of the game. Good. He drives to the hole, puts up a shot, misses but gets the rebound, runs to the corner and fades away and hits nothing. <laughs> but, but... Upon the looking at the replay, replay, looking at the replay, he got fouled on the follow through. Now it wasn't the light foul; he got drilled on the follow through. Now, if anybody knows anything about basketball, you always protect the shooter. That means after he's released the ball, you must allow him to come down safely. He got drilled by Clay Thompson. They called nothing. That play could have won the game. Instead, we lose by one point. Just bad calls the entire game. And the Grizzlies were, like, getting called for everything. So I'm kind of salty about that because I really wanted to see them win that game and in that streak because I don't want to see them break the 96 Bulls record because I was a big Michael Jordan fan. But today they have to play the Spurs, and we are going to pray that the Spurs beats the brakes off the ass. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Well, damn. But that's that's my beef. I'm done. Bridget, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, I feel you on that Grizzlies loss because they were playing their ass off. 
the whole game. And for it to end like that, that was some good shit. But I'm doing good. Doing pretty good. Drinking my burr. Went to the uh, Crawfish Festival last night. And, well, yesterday, not last night. And uh, that was our first time going. And uh, my son enjoyed crawfish. So we just (sighs) making his appetite just really expensive because that nigga like shrimp and crawfish and lobster. Yeah. How do you eat crawfish? Okay, so this is what my mama told me. Mm -hmm. You break the head off Mm -hmm. and you eat the tail part. Or you can suck the head. I ain't ain't doing that. No, suck the head. You so really, head. you last man. I just <laughs> if you grown like that, you can suck the head, but you're just really eating the tail. But uh, yeah, I ain't, I ain't that good at all of that. But it's, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, you gotta eat like thirty of them. It's like the damn what I said, the neck bones of the of the, of the creek, neck bones of the sea, neck bones of the sea, like crab legs. Because <laughs> um, you do so much work trying to eat them. But I mean, it was good. It was cool. It was a nice atmosphere. Yeah, it was a nice atmosphere. We got to, you know, walk around, saw some of the vendors. Um, We played the little beanbag toss behind Overton Square. It was cool. It was nice outside. One windy, one too hot. It was good. We had a good time. What's up with you, Anisha? Um, I'm good. It's Sunday, and you know, I gotta go to work. I actually gotta do some work work when we wrap up, because I'm committed to something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> when you bring work home intentionally, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, mm, mm, do they pay me enough? Right. Not yet, mm-hmm. but they will. Mm. Um, but everything's good. I really hadn't done anything. Um, we are getting a new house. Woo! So excited. That's now that has been like my stress for like the past shit, two months, really. Like two months, seriously, it's been a stress. Like looking for a house, coming up with the money for a house, then dealing interactions with the sellers, which now I understand because my real estate agent was like back in the day the buyer and the seller will come to the table together. They don't do that now. And I see why, because there have been like several times during this this period where I've just wanted to like throat chop the seller for like dumb shit. And I'm just like, ma'am, I want to buy the house. You want to sell the house. Like, get your shit together. We got our shit together. It's like they ask you for everything, including like, where you see yourself in 15 years, hopefully still in the same house. I might not. I don't know. I live in Memphis. I they might not make it. Well, I'm just sitting. It's like so. What kind of shit is this? It's Why crazy. Because you you're still in the motherfucking house. It's crazy. I was being a little exaggerated. Oh, <laughs> it's, okay. It's a, <laughs> it's a lot. It's just. A, it's like a lot. It's. A, it's a process. It, it definitely is a process. <laughs> it is like a job application. It's ridiculous. But no, we just did a lot of back and forth because at one point we we're gonna walk away. She's like, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah. bitch, 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 come on. Like when you, you just say you're gonna walk away, they'd be like, Oh, okay, let me work with you. Right. When my boundaries were being tested. <laughs> it's just like shit, I just yeah. refuse to put up with or we refuse to put up with. So, you know, me and my husband are very excited. Uh man, I'm excited about having a garage. Woo! Current place, we have a carport, one car. So, you know, I'd be pissed as hell when he be home first. I'd be like, why? 
<laughs> what? Move your shit. But I think like for the last week, he parked on the street. I'm like, look at him being nice, but he probably just didn't want me to have no sink ass attitude about being parked behind him. So him in the two-car garage, we, I just pull up. And I ain't got to worry about, oh, can you come move your car? I can come move my car. Or it's, yeah, the elements, just stuff like that. You don't really appreciate it. You get in the car and everybody else feels outside freeze and you crank your shit up and he comes right on. Yeah. You got to wait for the car to warm up. I'm so excited. You're going to enjoy it now because you won't have all this damn green pollen on your car. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Excited. Well, Joel, how are you this week? I'm good. I'm good. Just busy as hell. You know, it's that time of year for uh, for everything that I do. Work a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this, this is the money time of year, so I've just been working my ass off. But, uh, you know, other than that, I'm, I'm chilling, so. Money time. Let me borrow a dollar. <laughs> just a dollar? Two. <laughs> I can let you borrow it now. <laughs> <laughs> he might be a little short, but I, I can spare a dollar now. Oh, well, good. See, I know when to ask. All right, I'll write that down. There we go. Summer, summer season, you can ask. Winter season, I'm going to be asking you. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to remember that. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, we're going to kick it to a commercial break so we can go ahead and get this thing started. Everybody's going to take a couple sips a day. Beverage. Mm-hmm. Relax our minds, and we will be right back with the barbecue pit. Yeah, think about that because it's been so long. Barbecue. Barbecue. Baby, I get sick of you. You're that same old dude. I don't ever want to hear you again. Why are you like your skin? Want to be deaf to it? Can I turn my ears? Feel it, feel it. 
And we are back with the EPB broadcast. This is serial number 23. And we're going to jump right into the barbecue pit. And so this week, um, with the presidential candidates still on the campaign trail, getting ready for the uh, conventions, respectively, Republican and Democratic national conventions. Um, we are starting to pull out all the stops um, on both sides. And um, I know that Donald Trump has brought his wife out. Lord bless her. And uh, of course, you know, Hillary can bring out the big guns and bring out her husband, Bill Clinton. So Bill Clinton was recently um, in Philadelphia, you know, on the trail speaking for his wife and promoting her for president. And there was a protester from the Black Lives Matter movement that began to speak or interrupt his um his speech and that in turn turned a little bit I would say it was ugly but it was one of those it's, it's a cringe moment because it's like when you send someone out to do something for you and they wind up fucking it up mm -hmm. like you you like um and no this is gonna be childish but like that episode of Spongebob where he had his cousin <laughs> And he wanted to help his cousin, his cousin kept fucking up shit. Like every turn his cousin kept fucking up. Then they would be blaming SpongeBob. And SpongeBob looking like, what you doing? Wasn't me. It was him. I don't know his name. It was Larry, Gary, Terry, whatever his name was, but he was fucking up shit. Like he was fucking it up. So you you think you would think that if Bill's coming out, like, okay, everyone loves Bill. Of course, like our parents love Bill. But younger candidates, they they not feeling Bill, and so they brought up the um, the issue or the uh, quote that Hillary did when she was helping to promote Bill's crime bill, talking about um, black teens being super predatory. And he was like, you know, wait, wait, you need to let me speak, and you know, you need to understand where she was coming from with that, and you know. If you want to be heard, that's fine. I don't mind you speaking, but you need to respect enough to let me speak and let me respond to what it is you're saying. And to me, I understand that. Like, I get that. Like, the only way you can have, this is the problem that I have with Black Lives Matter. You can have, or you can have a conversation. A conversation takes two people. You have a listener and you have a receiver. There's someone has to listen, there's someone has to receive, and then you exchange roles. Then that person that was the listener, you know, now has to receive what that person who's listening now, you know, they get to. So you have to change the roles. You can't be the person to speak at me. And then that's it. Like, how is that a conversation? That's not a conversation. That's you just telling me how you feel. You don't give me a chance to respond. How do you expect? A dialogue to continue. So I understand where Bill's coming from, but I think Bill needs to take a step back, and Hillary also needs to take a step back and just have accountability for what it is that they said, and come back with a response. And I think that's what they wanted, but it just it didn't turn out that way. So now we have this huge blow up over something that could have simply been simplified if we had two rational adults, but neither was the young lady Erica who was, I, don't, I think she was more about, and I understand the passion, but have your passion with a little reservation. Like, just be smart about it. So 
I just want to throw this topic out, see what you guys have on the perspective of accountability, really, because that's really what it is. But, you know, we can talk about it in reference and retrospect to Bill Clinton and Black Lives Matter. So whoever wants to start. All my niggas do not raise your hands. <laughs> I mean, I know. I know everybody is like waiting with bated breath to speak first. Don't make me choose. I, I'll, I'll speak first. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So a uh, couple of things, I guess, from my, my perspective. Uh, one, you know, Bill Clinton, at, at the very least, acknowledged the protesters. and was like, you know, like you said, Anisha, uh, you know, I, I've heard you now, you know, hear me, I, you know, let me, let me say my piece because had that been, uh, uh, Donald, your majesty Trump, he would have been calling everybody to come and kick him out. So at least he tried to, you know, engage and, you know, say, okay, Hey, you know, this is where I'm coming from. You know, blase skip, uh, two as politically savvy, uh, savvy as, as the Clintons are, and especially Bill Clinton. I'm surprised that he was, um, you know, that he did something like that um, as far as not necessarily saying, you know, what he said, but just saying it in a way that it could be created as a sound clip because, you know, coming up in these next few months or next, you know, however long the election is going to be, because I know, <laughs> yeah, I know it's ending in November, but it just seems like it's forever. You know, all the opposition, no matter if it's Bernie Sanders or if it's, you know, the Republicans, they're going to be using that sound clip. So I'm surprised that he said it in a way to so that it could be used to, you know, to Hillary's disadvantage, because that's typically not a Clinton way. Um, and then I guess the third thing, and I know, you, uh, you know, we kind of at least y'all kind of talked about it a little bit, but... I understand that, you know, people are upset about the crime bill that, uh, you know, Clinton passed while he was in office, but, you know, Hillary didn't pass that bill. She was, she was the first lady at the time. You know, she didn't, she didn't have any, yeah, I mean, I'm sure she had some influences like, hey, you know, maybe this should be, you know, whatever, but she didn't cast one single vote. She didn't write one piece of legislation in that bill. So they're kind of holding Hillary responsible for, what her husband did and i don't think that that's fair either you know i mean she's if you want to go on her senate record or what she's done as a secretary of state that's fine because that's work that she did you know if you want to go with her her background when she was a lawyer you know that that's fine that's what she did but i don't understand the whole premise of you know blaming her or you know comparing things that that president clinton did versus what she did because she didn't have anything to do with the crime bill. She didn't have anything to do with the, you know, with the economy. I mean, if anything, the health, you know, she was trying to pass health care. That was her, you know, her thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so, uh, so, you know, those, those are just my initial thoughts. My issue with uh, Black Lives Matter is um, they have a record of going to different protests or different I mean, not different protests, but um, when different candidates speak speak out, they have a habit of just kind of showing up and just kind of interrupting the whole scene. Um, and I get that they want to be heard, but I guess it's just a way to do things. Um, they did it with Bernie. They've done it with Hillary before. Um, 
they even did it with Donald Trump, which I, I didn't give a fuck. I was glad that they interrupted <laughs> Donald in Chicago. Right. <laughs> fuck Donald Trump. But um, they just, I mean, they come in with so much passion, which, you know, I'm glad that they have the passion for, you know, Black Lives Matter. That is very important, but it's hard to um, be heard when they come across like that, like when they just kind of interrupt what the other candidate is saying, um, like Anisha was talking about, like, you know, if you want to be heard, you also have to listen to what they have to say. And you may not agree with what the candidate says, but, you know, still be able to just kind of listen. Um, and I don't know if that's because they're so young and, you know, they're passionate about their beliefs and they want this and this and this to happen. Um, but we were just talking about um, just voting voting for candidates um, this election cycle. And I've said it time and time again. I'm just ready for this shit to end. I really I'm so I'm just kind of. We've been oversaturated with just little bitty shit that I just don't give a fuck about. Um, every day it is something new. Um, but just voting for candidates in general, you're really voting for the lesser evil. Um, so you're not gonna hear everything that you wanna hear. You're not gonna get the answers to, I mean, you're not gonna agree with what every candidate says. Um, so I just, that, that's just, that is just my bigger issue with Black Lives Matter. Um, just the whole, how they, when it's a candidate turn to speak, they just kind of get up there in a room, just disrupt the whole thing. And I think that's, that's their point of doing it. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about it. Like I said, I haven't really been paying a whole lot of attention um, I'm glad that Anisha did bring up this topic because I heard a little bit about it, but I didn't know enough about it um, to kind of make up my answer one way or another. But um, yeah, I'm just, I just I, I I love that they have the passion, but I just think it needs to be kind of centered and kind of focused a little bit. Um, and we've kind of talked about that a, a little while ago in one of the earlier podcasts that they have the passion um but it's just i wish it was more focused and i wish that they had somebody to kind of kind of i don't want to say really mean that probably is not the correct word to use <laughs> but <laughs> i think they need to be more organized yes, I, I think that's yeah. really a, a, a better i understand what you're saying i just think that they do need to be a bit more organized there's no organization mm-hmm. and if you're going into things just all wild and out of control not only are you jeopardizing your message, mm-hmm. you know, it loses its value because right. people aren't going to take you seriously. People aren't going to take the topic seriously. Like if I just go out there and yell every day, people are after a while, we're like, oh yeah, that's what she does. She just, mm-hmm. you know, she crazy, she this, she that. Like if you want to be taken seriously, I understand like how passionate, how important it is to make sure that we are recognized and we are understood and that we are valued. But there is a method to the madness always and if you out here doing you know crazy shit and you out here yelling just to get your point across and not allowing the person to engage in the dialogue that you're so for yelling for what's the point people aren't gonna take you seriously 
just like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But um, I don't know how many of you have seen Selma, but just going back to the civil rights mu movement, when um, SNCC teamed up with Dr. King, um, what's, what was their uh, thing called? The, uh, the, the Southern, whatever S C L C yeah um and Martin Luther King kind of teamed up with Sneak and Martin Luther King was able to kind of rain them on in <laughs> and was like look this is going to work better for the overall <laughs> <laughs> yes like yeah. a, like a fishing reel mm -hmm. but it was that he was able to reel them in and it was like if we do it this way we can get the attention of white people. We already have the attention of blacks. Blacks know what the fuck is going on. But when they did that march in Selma and the shit was on national TV, white people were able to see the stuff. People around the world were able to see what, um, you know, the civil rights, people in the civil rights mu uh, movement had to endure. Um, and I think they need that, but you can't tell them that. <laughs> they get upset and you know what I'm saying? They're like, you know, we've been doing all these things. We don't need a certain, you know, a, a head figure, but they do need some type of organization because it's getting to the point where people are just like, oh, well, hell, they just complain about every damn thing. Hell, that's the way I kind of feel about it. And I'm just like, damn, every little thing they complain about? So um, yeah, it needs to be some kind of organization because what they doing, what they're doing right now, I'm just like, well, yeah, how many times have they interrupted somebody just like the six, seven times? Right. Like, damn. So, but anyway. Yeah, and not only is your message not heard or received, but you feed into the stereotype of what we are as a people. They were we're loud, we're uncontrollable. And so when you go to go to these protests and you're antagonistic and don't allow the speaker to actually speak, it becomes more annoying more than anything. The fact that you you actually have a message that's lost, you just become an, an annoyance. And so at that point, people are just like you know it, it fuels the fire of, of people who are against the Black Lives Matter movement because now they have you know justification for saying that well you know they don't really have an agenda they're just out here being wild, being disrespectful on these protests, you know, they're not organized. And that's the key thing, they need to be organized. And uh, I mean, with the right organization, they could be extremely powerful, but they like that organization. Uh, and I think a lot of times these people go out to these protests and they represent the movement, but they're actually probably not even part of the movement. Yeah, you right. You know, they just standing up, just, you know, just out of control. Um, back to uh, Bill and Hillary though. I mean, this, this is just a move uh, on Bill's part, I think, to kind of save Hillary's campaign. Um, it's getting kind of tight right now, and I think Bill, he's just trying to let everybody know that, you know, she had nothing to do with, you know, his time as president. And so, you know, um, for people to blame her for the things that he did, he, he, he's taking it upon himself to stand up and say, you know what, that's on me, that's not on her. And that, I mean, that's what he's supposed to do. And that's what he's supposed to do. He's trying to save her campaign. I feel like uh, this could be an episode of House of Cards, honestly. <laughs> but he's doing exactly what he needs to do to help her campaign right now it's tight and you know bernie's winning over winning over a lot of the young black voters and um it's imperative that right now that things take a stance and kind of clear up all this this, this confusion about you know who they are uh as, as a couple you know where they stand and uh 
I was telling Bridget and Nisha earlier and Angel, but if you saw Hillary at the uh, Black Girls Rock, uh, <laughs> the Black Girls Rock show on BET, it was just, it was so dry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she was, cause wow. she, she don't say something about because Black Girls Rock. Everybody's <laughs> like, bitch, get outside. I mean, um, and I think too, this, and this is my thing too, I, I think, you want to reach the voter, but not at the expense of seeming phony. I think sometimes they try. People try way too hard. Like I look at Bernie, and I'm not. I'm not saying I don't think he tries way too hard. I think he's just really, uh, just really aware of a lot, a lot of the issues they go on in minority communities. But I feel like some people, you know, they they they're opportunistic and they um take advantage of the situation. So to show up at the Black Girls Rock uh, movement and get on stage, and, you know. That girl's rock. It just it seemed in her mind like the perfect thing to do at that time, and like I could win up voters. But I don't. I just I just feel like it's always opportunistic. It didn't feel real to me. Mm-hmm. It didn't it feel real. Feel. Like I, I, if I went to a black girl's rock, uh, I was her and I went and I got and spoke spoken. I would have just you know uh, congratulated congratulated them on their accomplishments as women. You know, continue to press forward as women because as women we need to all sit together. Something. Something to encompass all women, white and black, and not just like because black girls rock. Well, see, that could have been taken to an accountability of all lives matter. All lives matter. matter. So it's like you walk in the thin line anyway when you yeah. walk up in there. I would have been, been scared to get on the stage first of all. So I, you already taken some comments <laughs> to do that. So that's why I was like, you know. I, but I do. Um, I mean, Hillary never stops trying either. Um, like she, she still goes out there. She still tries to reach black voters, even though <laughs> some of us are like, bitch, nobody cares. Like, but I mean, she, she, she does try to, um, get out there and get the young black vote. Like she did the interview with another round. Yes. Um, and that was a good one. Right. And they, she reached out, her camp reached out to another round mm-hmm. and wanted to do the interview. That was huge. Mm-hmm. That was big. And so. I think that's to me her taking some accountability, but you know, mm-hmm. we'll see how this trudges on. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be as. You know, how much longer we get? Seven more months of this shit. Yeah, but the 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 the, uh, the conventions are. I know. July. Yeah, June and July. 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 Yeah, so we got the summer. It's gonna be a hot summer. Mm. Hot. Oh you got any last words, Joe? No, I'm I'm good. Okay. Who do y'all think the uh, Republican uh, nominee is going to be? Trump's? I don't know. I think it's that gonna it's going to be contested. Mm-hmm. I think that when they go, they don't want Trump. They don't, no, like, no they don't want Trump. And that's the thing that's continuing to motivate because people are like, well, the Savage don't want you. Well, obviously, he must be good. Right. No, it might be that he's just not good, but we'll see. That's going to be the one to watch. Like, that's me. Yeah, because I, unfortunately I do believe that this is going to be a Democrat, uh, Republican season. I pray it's not, but I, I, I pray I, it's not either. I can honestly say that um, I wouldn't be upset if either Hillary or Biden won. Like, I wouldn't be just over ecstatic if either one of them won. So I wouldn't be just like, damn, if they won either. You know what I mean? Like, there's always a candidate that you're like, man, please, I don't know. Well, not to bust anyone's bubble, but or not not to say bust anyone's bubble. People are people who are highly satisfied. I guess young voters who are highly satisfied with Obama 
are probably gearing towards Bernie Sanders because they both have socialist views. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Obama, then that was another thing I had heard and not to just get away from our topic. But when Obama was running on a socialist like platform, people were like, oh, no, you don't want that. But Bernie can come back and do that and be accepted. That's like privilege at work. So it's kind of just like you got a little bit of everything going on. It's like a lesson to you was like, who do you pick? As long as you are well informed and you make a decision that closely relates to your views, you are whoever the hell you want to like just be smart, be informed and make the decision that best you know, encompasses your views, what you want, what do you want to see in a person. And don't do just the presidential level, like start with your state and local government. Like that's important too. But, you know, we always get so wound up here, but just realize people you got at home. Just saying. (laughs) Niggas ain't shit. Your year won't be. (laughs) (laughs) Memphis gonna get hot this summer too. Y'all stay tuned. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to head to our next break and we'll come back with um, Miss Pride. Mr. Pride. That I do is my first name These hoes chase bread Aw oh, damn, she got a bird brain Ain't nothing but trilling me Aw oh, man, silly me I just bought a crib Three stories, that bitch a trilogy And you know I'm rolling weed That's fucking up the ozone I got a bitch that text me She ain't got no clothes on And then another one text Me yo ass next And I'ma text your ass back Like I don't fuck with you You little stupid ass bitch I ain't fucking with you You little, you little dumb ass bitch I ain't fucking with you Things I'd rather fucking do Than to be fucking with you Little stupid ass I don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck, bitch I don't give a fuck about you Or anything that you do Don't give a fuck about you Or anything that you do Got a million things on my mind Executive deals online Limited amount of time Chasing these dollar signs And you ain't on your grind You might be find me up In the MGM casino in the deep Fuck enough Fetty I could've put on property From the bait of the murder myth, My niggas put murder mission She choosing That's her decision Free my niggas in prison On the phone with a bitch Who can't 
do shit for a pimp, but make a nigga hella rich. Hella rich. Got a blunt and my dental, blowing hemp and a rental. On my way to Sacramento, late night, Arsenio. Arsenio. I'm never sentimental, go hard or go homeless. Really hardly, I'm chromeless. Uh. You might end up domeless. Uh. I bet you she into me, her cheddar she giving I'll me. I make a bitch stand outside forever like the Statue of Liberty. Mm. Rest in pimp, pimp C, underground king of the south. I raise my styrofoam up and pour some drink in my mouth. Pour. Why you always coming around with bad news? Bad news. Say you want me to win, but hope I lose. Hope I lose. Ask if I rock with other niggas in the crew. crew. But them niggas cool. cool. It's just that. Bitch, I ain't fucking with you. Bitch. You little stupid ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. Uh uh. You little, you little dumb ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. I got a million trillion things I'd rather fucking do than to be fucking with you. Little stupid ass, I don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck, bitch. I don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. Don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. I don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck, bitch. I don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. Don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. I got a new chick that I gotta thank God for. I got a new whip that I gotta thank the lot for. Yeah, I got a lot, but want a lot more. Yeah, we in the building, but I'm trying to take it to the top floor. I swear I hear some new bullshit every day I'm waking up. It seems like nowadays everybody breaking up. That shit could break it down if you lose a good girl. I guess you need a bad bitch to come around and make it up. I guess drama makes for the best content. Everything got a bad side, even the conscience. Now you're drinking till you're unconscious. Feel me when you get a fine bitches. Don't forget to read the fine print. Life got me meditating like I'm in the Himalayas. Keep a G with the Elliot on me like the elevator. Yeah, I know that karma too real, so I hope you're doing cool. But still, stupid ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. Little stupid ass, I ain't fucking with. I ain't fucking, I ain't, I ain't fucking with you. I ain't fucking with you. All right, and we are back. This is uh, EPB Podcast, episode number 23, Back in the Saddle. And uh, we are going to talk about our good friend, our departed coach of the University of Memphis Tigers, Josh Pastner. Now, for those of you who are not from Memphis or have never been to Memphis, Memphis is a basketball city. Now, Tennessee is a football state. But Memphis is a basketball city, and the Memphis Tigers, before the Grizzlies came to town, was was our team. You know that was the team that you know we rooted for. There's a lot of history, a lot of basketball players have come out of Memphis. A lot of people play basketball in Memphis. A lot of people, you know, watch basketball in Memphis. So it's, it's a basketball city. So this is a big deal. Well, the the program from the time that Calipari took it over and went to the, the championship game. We're still not going to bring that up. But uh, ever since then, and the draft picks of Derrick Rose and Tyreek Evans, and I could go on and on down the list. Uh, Josh Pastner took it over and watched Calipari left and went to Kentucky. And the program was still doing okay. And in the past couple of years, it's come down and really hasn't been too, too um, really hadn't been too well, actually especially for the money that the school pumps into it and the expectations of the program and all the recruits and the McDonald's All-Americans and the highly rated recruits that the, uh, that the team is getting. So at the end of the year, there was a lot of speculation on whether Josh Pastner would still be the head coach. Unfortunately, he had a $10 million buyout thanks to 
uh, previous administration in the school. Not gonna say any names. Shirley Rains. Um, <laughs> so, University of Memphis was not gonna pay that ten million dollar buyout. Josh Pastner, either a he knew that the heat was on and he wasn't gonna have his job for too much longer once uh, as the years went on, or b he just felt like he wanted to get out of the situation and get a fresh start. He decided to leave and go to Georgia Tech. So he is now the head coach at Georgia Tech. Uh, they did a settlement on a contract from what I'm reading in the commercial appeal for like one point. It was like $1.3 million uh, where they settled. So school paid him $1.3 million to go away. And now they're looking for a new basketball coach. So, um, you know, Pastner, he was a great recruiter. I mean, nobody would really dispute the fact that he was a great recruiter. He could get the kids to campus. What they did once they got to campus is a different story. So uh, let's kick it around the room. Bridget, what are your thoughts? <laughs> when expecting that word. When expecting it. I got you. No, I'm laughing at shit. That nigga gone. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, just the, the, uh, bye, Josh. I mean, it, here's the thing. When I heard that he was leaving, um, I mean, my Twitter feed was just full of just like, you know, thanks, Josh Pastner. You know, we're going to miss you and all this other shit. But <laughs> when I went to Facebook, them niggas was so glad that nigga was gone. It was just like, bye, Josh. Um, I forget what Tim posted, but <laughs> 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 niggas was ready for that man to go. Um, like um, Joel said, Memphis is a basketball town. Um, he hasn't done much here. He really hasn't had the talent. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, I, congratulations. And now who are we going to get in here to coach? That's that's the bigger thing. Are we going to get another tick price? I mean, <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, what? What? what who are we going to get in here to coach? I mean, so... Yeah, I mean, congratulations, Josh. You did what you could do, and you won that great. You won no Calipari. Yeah, your ass won't even know Larry Finch. Shit, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, you won't even know Dana Kirk. God yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn, you went back with that one. But yeah, I mean, bye. Yeah. Congratulations. That's all I pretty much got to say. <laughs> so I'm kicking today. <laughs> well, I'm happy. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, <laughs> he, like like Joel said, he's an awesome recruiter. Like he gets the best talent. He actually had uh, had already confirmed we we got Chicago's best high school recruit coming out of uh, high school this year. He he had uh, already confirmed that he wanted to come to Memphis, so we got him. Now they said that now that pass was going kind of up in the air, and he's back on the market again. But uh, he's gonna be looking to see who Memphis hires as a coach, but. Um, it's just beyond me how year after year he's even able to get recruits because it's evident that he doesn't grow his recruits. Um, when guys leave, they just get exponentially better. What was uh, who, who was it that went to Kansas uh, that left there last year? Big black dude. What's his name? How about uh, Tyreek Black? Yeah, Ty- Tyreek Black. He left and went to Kansas that next year. The next year, he looked like a totally different player. He was um, scoring, rebounding. He only played like half a half a season because he came in late. But um, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we also lost uh, what's your boy Austin Nichols. He's gone. He should be playing next year for uh, what school did he go to? 
Virginia. Virginia, yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's just losing talent. I mean, Austin Nichols, who was a good player, was um, was conference uh, player of the month repeatedly. Like, he was really, really good. Um, and he's gone. And he, I mean, he left for some other issues, but still, he understood that leaving probably still would have been the best thing for him in his career. Um, we've had too many guys come through that haven't panned out to be um, as good as they should have been. You think about Will Barton. Will Barton in the NBA right now is clowning. He's playing for Denver. They're not going to the playoffs, but man, he's having a phenomenal season. He's averaging double digits. I think he was coming off the bench. He's in the running for sixth man of the year. Will Barton's having a great year. Now, Will Barton was good at Memphis, but because coaching was mediocre, like they didn't really have a shot in the, in the tournament. They were just, just an average team. But you think about the talent that's been through this uh, this squad. You got uh, you know, the Lawson boy, Dietrich, who's declaring to go to the NBA draft. The man is, at best, averaging maybe 11 points a game. Come on, dog. You're not ready for the NBA. But with the right coaching, he could have. He and his brother could have been dominant. Like, they're really good. I've watched them play in high school. They're great. But coaching is so bad. And uh, I think the thing with Josh is, he tries way too much to connect on a friend level, and he doesn't separate the line between, between friend and coach. Like you think about Calipari and the respected guys that have Calipari, like Derrick Rose and all those guys. Uh, they, when they all come back, Anthony Davis, they all talk about Calipari and how like he helped them become better people, mm. and like how he he helped their career. And he's a great coach. But you think about passing, it's like he's buddy buddy. When guys make mistakes on the court, he's just like, oh, he do better next time. You know, we're going to get him next game. Don't worry about it. We might have lost this one, but we got him next time. I mean, Calipari wasn't here in the I mean, Calipari would call time out of the game and chew you out from the time. You hit half court to the time you get back to the bench. And he's cussing and screaming holler. No, I'm not saying it takes all that, but guys need to know that you're – they need to see that intensity. And we didn't see that with uh, with Pat. He was just so laid back. And, like, you know, dude goes to post-game conferences after they lost the teams that they should have beaten. And he's like, well, I don't know what happened this game. Um, guys just couldn't score. Go back to the drawing board. Dude, you've been at the drawing board for four years. <laughs> it's time to come up with a plan. It's time to come up with a plan. But um, I think even though I'm excited to see him go, I think one thing that Memphis fans have not, have not wrapped around, their minds around is the fact that recruiting probably won't be the same. Like He was a great recruiter. That's how mm-hmm. we got the talent that we had. Um, so now that he's gone, it's, it's going to be tough. We might not get see the same caliber of talent. But I think if we get a quality coach, we'll see a good team. I think a great example is a guy like Shaka Smart, who used to coach down at BCU. And I hated when Texas got him, because I was thinking when Texas got him, I was like, I wish we could have gone after him. But um, like Texas, this past year, had a good team, had a good squad. They made a big jump. That's coaching. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have all the talent, but he has coaching. Coaching is all the difference in the world. You look at Popovich. He's got the oldest team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He rests guys. He doesn't play guys every night. They still. Do y'all realize they have not lost a home game all year? Mm-hmm. Like, they're only four games behind Golden State, mm-hmm. who's having, like, one of the greatest years ever in NBA history. Um, you think about uh, Mike Krzyzewski from uh, Duke. Great mm-hmm. coach. Team is good every year. You know, um, I mean, coaches on top, of t- on top of coaches, when you find a good coach, they always have good teams because they have good coaches. Mm-hmm. And it starts at the top. So, 
We're going to holler at you, Josh. Damn. That was a nice little send-out. Know, right? you, you go down there and mess up the uh, Georgia Tech's program, and we're going to rebuild. We, we appreciate your time here, but it's time, it's time for us to get back to the way we used to be. Holler. <laughs> um, oh, I'm the most indifferent-ass motherfucker <laughs> on this subject ever. I, 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 I don't care. I just don't care. I mean, he could. He, he. I just didn't want him to die in Memphis because they was gonna kill his ass. <laughs> so, so, congratulations. Um, yeah. At least George said got engineering. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what to. Yeah, that's that's it. I'm gonna tell you a point that illustrates. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a point that illustrates Josh Pastner. Like, do y'all remember that year we had uh, Memphis Madness and the nigga flew in Rick Ross? Yes. Yeah, I remember that shit. I do. I was like, what in the fuck is he doing? <laughs> like, who flies and who as a coach is? I'm going to fly in Rick. It was his. I'm going to fly in Rick Ross for uh, March Madness. That shows you the kind of connection he was trying to have with his players. You can't have this kind of connection with them young cats, man. Mm. They gonna be. They gonna run over you. Right. And that was the time Rick Ross had the multiple seasons on the airplane hey, trying to get yeah. here. He, he didn't quite make it. <laughs> Every time he got he made his little rock. <laughs> but he had to land there. Calipari <laughs> <laughs> had uh, Drake come in for it. They, yeah, whatever. So, but then well, Drake the likes Calipari. Calipari you know? <laughs> right. So, yeah. um, I'm interested in that. You know, Josh Pastner was talking about, like, he would always talk about how tough the league was. You know, the league is tough. There's no, you know, there there's no off games. And, you know, there's no there's no bad teams in the league. But now he's going to the ACC. I mean, it's different mm. regard from, you know, playing Tulsa and, and Central Florida and, you know, Houston and basketball. Now you're going up against North Carolina, Duke, Virginia. Yeah, like, you're going against, like, Basically, they had six teams in the in the in the uh, tournament this year yeah. come out of their conference. So you know, if he thought he had a tough job in Memphis, he had for a rude awakening. At Georgia How State. desperate was Georgia Tech anyway? Like, did they have desperate. like? Uh, <laughs> well, that's yes. because two of the coaches that they wanted to get they couldn't get. So mm-hmm. like, Pastor was like fifth or sixth on the list. Well, but dang. two of those coaches, one of them being Greg Marshall, Marshall. he's one of the ones that they're talking about uh, trying to get, Memphis is trying to get, so. So, wait a minute, so did they just swap coaches? No, it's like a coach they, swap? I mean, they, uh, Marshall's still coaching at, at school, but he, he didn't want to go to uh, Georgia Tech. Also, Georgia Tech was trying to get Jeff Capel, who was a uh, Duke assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jeff Capel pulled his name from, from the running, too. He didn't want to part of this shit either. Okay, so, so pastor's like a sacrificial lamb. Like he was damned if he did and damned if he didn't. Pretty much, pretty much. You have to get crucified in the ACC. Crucified. What do y'all think about uh about? Because I know some people were trying to get uh, Penny Hardaway to coach Memphis. What do y'all think about that? Just not happening. No. Oh yeah, I say no. I think he's not doing it. Well, I don't know. I I don't know if he's not doing it. I just think that. It's a, it's a difference. Like, Penny is coaching the East. East has a great team. Mm-hmm. Awesome team. It's a difference between coaching high school and coaching college. You're coaching, like, 
you you take your best player on a high school team, you coach a team full of guys like this, and then you're going up against guys like Mike Mike Shisky and all these coaches in the in the uh, in Division One who've been coaching for years who are like geniuses about this shit. I mean, I don't want to see like how Memphis fans, how they, I don't want to see that done to Penny because if they don't produce the way they think he should. They will crucify him too, and exactly. I just and, and it'll be easier for them to do it to Penny than it has been them to do it to Pretty Boy Josh. So I just, I just, you know, that, that's too much stress for Penny, man. Like he he got yeah. money, he don't need that. He's doing something that he loves, man. He probably just gonna stick with that. Yeah, they had to talk some. I don't think he, I, I don't think he would be very successful at it. Either. I'm not saying that that Penny's not good, but I just think that you know. It, D1 in, in high school is two different things, two drastically different things. Yeah, I agree. Well, fine. <laughs> Bridget doesn't agree, apparently. I, I mean, I, hell, give him a shot. Shit, I mean, I, shoot your shot. Yeah, shoot your shot. Bro. I don't think he want to shoot it. He probably don't. I mean, how long has he been coaching at these? I don't, I don't know. Three years. Yeah, he was not that long. Lester before. Yeah, he was coaching middle school. school. Mm-hmm. Well, no, well, well, if, he, he, if he just started coaching high school, then it may, you know, it might need some time. But well, he built himself up. Maybe he can start at Southwest, you know, for two years, like mm-hmm. they do the kids with the two-year program, mm-hmm. and then when he feels well enough, then maybe he can go to. Or maybe do like an assistant. Something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it's probably too, especially this time of year. I mean, most of the, you know, most of the coaches have already been hired. Go, so you know, him trying to get a staff together because he would, if he were to do it, and I agree, I don't think he should, he should do it. But the timing is off, you know, mm-hmm. because all the good assistant coaches are gone. They've already got other jobs, and he would need a really good, uh, strong bench of assistant coaches. So. Cause I mean, in college basketball, if you have some some coaches that can draw up some plays, and you just kind of motivate and recruit as a head coach, and just kind of overlook stuff, you mm-hmm. can be successful. So, but I just think it's too late in the game for him to try to to try to do it. But it would be cool to see, you know, like uh, you know Nike back in in the good graces of Memphis, and you know King Cotton Hot Dogs with you know Penny <laughs> to, uh, used to endorse them back in the day. <laughs> <laughs>
I think we good. So let's go ahead and kick it to the next commercial break. Tell my baby I'm back in town. Tell everybody I'm back in town. Tell my baby I'm back in town. We only making the highlights. Tell them mama, tell them mama that I only want my whole life to only be high. We only making the highlights. Tell them mama, tell them mama that I only want my whole life to. Can we play that back one time? And after the night, I'ma wanna pay this shit back. Problem is I'm rich. Twenty-one Grammys, superstar family. We the new Jackson, so I'm about that action. I'm about that fair kind. Life is a marathon. I'ma shit the paradigm. I'ma turn up every time. I'ma bust the coach's head open on some ditty shit. If he ever talk to my son like an idiot, one time for a nigga really getting it. Two times cause we got the whole city lit. Advice for all my niggas impregnate Bridget. So when she have a baby, she gon' make another nigga. Got the food of Islam in the trenches, huh? Even though they know Jesus is a Christian, huh? She spent a whole check on some Christians And that girl ain't even religious Walking, living, breathing, God, you know my past well Hard to believe in, God, your nigga got killed Black China fucking robbed, helped him with the weight I wish my trainer would tell me what I overate So when I'm on vacation, I need to kick back, huh? What you want? Want a boss of an R&B nigga with a six-pack, huh? I need every bad bitch up at Equinox. I need to know right now if you a freak or not. I need every bad bitch up at Equinox. I need to know right now if you a freak or not. I need every bad bitch up at Equinox. I wanna know right now if you a freak or not. I need every bad bitch up at Equinox. I wanna know right now if you a freak or not. Oh Lord, oh na 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 oh Lord, oh na 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 I need every bad bitch up at Equinox. I wanna know if you're freaking out. Bad bitch up in Equina. I wanna know if you're freaking out. Oh, Lord. Oh, my Lord. Oh, no, no, no. And we are back with our third and uh, final segment where we're gonna talk about Rob Kardashian and um, Black China. And Black China has got to win like Troll Award of the Year. Well, Rob and Black China um, have um, recently been engaged. They recently got engaged after um, being together uh, allegedly for 10 weeks. Um, And Black China has been just instrumental in getting Rob Kardashian's life together. 
because he was recently diagnosed with uh, type 2 diabetes and he has been getting his health together and she needs to win some kind of award for this shit too because he has been eating healthy and exercising and all that good stuff. Um, and also, if you just don't know about who Black China is, Black China is um, Tigger's baby mama. They have a three-year-old together, I think. Tiger or Tiger? Tiger, Tiger, whatever the fuck that is. It's a difference. It's a difference. Tiger, Tiger, whatever. Tiger, um, was dating one of the Kardashians. Which one is it? Kylie. Okay. He still is. He still dating her. Uh-huh. I thought they broke up. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, they didn't. Okay. They didn't. I thought they did. They didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. We having a disagreement. No. Why? Who she dating? She they is broke up. No, they didn't. I'm, I'm telling y'all. Okay. I know this. No, 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 no. You want to put money on this? Okay. So what? Okay. We have okay. we have Al here, um, who is <laughs> our um, 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 I guess special guest. So what? What happened? What? You, what, what you, you gonna share the ice cream too? Yeah, hey, you want some? I'll give you some. Oh, what? What kind is it? It's um, cake. What kind of cake? Um, ben and right, Jerry's. Right, right. yes. Oh no, go ahead. But okay, so you said they're not together. Why? Wow. Okay, when well, did they break up? They broke up like months ago. Bye. Goodbye. Go. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I will look this up. You look it up. Okay. Okay, look it up and report back. Okay, so Anisha said they are together. So they are together. Okay, so they're still together. Mm-hmm. Um, Kylie was <laughs> underage. She was. She was She's still underage, right? Well, she's 18. She's 18 now? I mean, that's still underage to me, but I'm just saying. But she, he was with her when she was 17, 16. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so um, it's kind of all in the family, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know, but I just find this whole situation hilarious because if um, Black China and Rob Kardashian have a kid together, that is the true Kardashian in their family. So <laughs> she will be naming that baby a Kardashian. And I don't think anybody approves. So anyway, round table. <laughs> Jokes and hilarity. Or I don't give a fuck or whatever. <laughs> well I... <laughs> So one, yes. Tyga and Kylie are still together. Why? I know this because I be trolling on their Instagram. So <laughs> oh, okay. I do know this. I don't troll per se, per se, but I, I know. We'll, we'll work. You, but you're wrong. Anyway, so um, I like Black China and, and uh, Rob together. And I'm, I'm cool with Tyga and Kylie together because that's them, that's their thing. But I think this is like the biggest setup ever. Two people who were together, Tyga and Angela, that's, that's Black China's name, oh, have infiltrated this family from both ends. Like how, how weird is that? Like how convenient is that? Like to me, that is like the ultimate convenience. Like seriously, like they don't lose either way. They don't lose either way. <laughs> 
the big winner is King because he getting the best of both worlds. My mama dating you, my daddy dating you. I'm just here because they all all they want to do is give this baby the extra attention because okay, that's Rob's soon to be wife, which he's been engaged before. So I'm not waiting until the ring's out and then. He could be Kim because Kim's been married like 15,000 times. So it's not like this really important thing to them. But I'm just saying. Like, it's just, I, I, I like it. I'm here for Black China's hood. Like she, she, she that DC hood. She that DMV hood. I, I love it. I, I, I do. I like them. I like them together. I just, I think it's the most interesting interesting situation i just think that they've both taken advantage of it i think that it's like it'll all come out like i think in the back of my mind the plot twist would be that black china and tiger still fucking <laughs> they, just, they needed some more money what better way to get more money than by hooking up with not just one not just one but two two kardashians slash jenner whatever I think that's the to me that's the plot to it. That they still fucking. Yeah, and going, my head is hurt. Like she coming pregnant and the baby look like Tiger. Oh my god! <laughs> well, how did this happen? How did it not happen? Come know. on. So yeah, I I do I like it. And Rob has lost a lot of weight um, before he started getting back on the camera, and so now he's at the point she's training him for like the next five weeks. She cooks for him. Like, I think it's sincere. I honestly do think it's sincere. It's genuine. I think because she didn't know another way to be. She either hood rat on or she's really sweet off. Like, you, you, she don't have an in-between. <laughs> like, she be ready to fuck niggas up one minute and she toasting your ass. Like, I think she had gotten into a beef with another chick, Heather Sanders, and Heather said something about Tiger. She went clean the fuck up. I'm like, you ain't even with the nigga no more. She's like, nobody can talk about my baby daddy. Like, yeah. Okay. Let us talk about his ass. He looked like a. He, I don't know. He looks like a. He looks like like an extra from like one of those sci-fi movies. I just can't put my finger. I don't know if it's Star. Like Timon from the Lion King. Does look like Timon, the bitty ass. I had to think about that. He does like what's the mom's a meerkat. Yeah. He does look like a meerkat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga look like some He's a meerkat. Okay. <laughs> so that's what we can call him now. We'll have to call him Big Tigger. We can call him Meerkat. So Meerkat and Kylie <laughs> fine. And I like Angela and Rob. I think that's 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 dope. They cool. It is hilarious. I'm, I'm kind of like that. Yeah. We talked about her earlier. Her look. Like, <laughs> it scares me. Um, she likes she was born like me. Oh, I know I shouldn't see it. I want to show you her mom. Her mom. Her mom finds it. No, her mom is ugly. Damn. Damn. I'm just saying. She, I think she, she, like she is. Born, she, like she born stand up. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm just I get you when she puts on all the makeup, on makeup, but she's naturally pretty. She really is. That's her mama. What? <laughs> Let me see. Oh, 
bitch. Her mom's a stripper too. Oh, if that was like angry. present day, like not past oh, since. She's still stripping. Present day. Oh, crazy Miss Tony booked. I bet she ridiculous. I'm telling you. She is. She is. What's the lady? What was uh uh? Oh, girl, Tokyo man. Tony. Oh, girl. Yeah, Black, Black China and Tokyo Tony. <laughs> What does she call herself, Black China? Beijing Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Beijing Barbara. Oh my God! I cannot with you. Um, I guess because of like her doll-like features, like a China doll. Yeah, like a China doll. Oh, okay. Cause she she is cute. I know the makeup is the makeup is offsetting, but when she's like. Her, and she's got her natural hair is gorgeous. I don't even know why she do the wigs. Like her hair is naturally long. And she's a pretty girl, and her natural features are. But she's, of course, she's contorted a bit of that because that ass is that ass is unnatural now. Man, I think he threw is an Instagram, is a Snapchat or whatever where Rob threw like a stack of money and this shit just stayed on her ass. It was like a table. It's a table ass now. Wow. <laughs> we all over the place, Joe. She, I, I just googled her. She look, yeah, she do look like the girl grandma or the or the Geico lizard, one of the two. You talking about the mama? <laughs> yeah, the mama. Yeah, the Geico lizard. She do like a little Geico lizard. Um, you know this this love. It's not even a love triangle that the Kardashians got. It's like a love parallelogram or something. <laughs> like what was the teacher that Theo had to the problem with the dragon lady like I expect her to come out with some shapes and be like this is the whole Kardashian thing I don't know but, uh, I mean this whole thing is just it, it, it's hilarious it makes my head hurt but, I, I, but at the same time I'm glad for Rob because you know you get a strong black woman on your side I, I ain't nothing nothing better than that in, in life so you know, so now he he experiences the joy of that, and you know he dropped some weight, and, you know, look looking looking dapper, and came out of the woodworks because yeah, you know, he was kind of holed up for a while, wasn't wasn't seen, wasn't heard from, and you know now he he's you know uh, what was it they were at the carnival a few weeks ago and got her a big huge uh, bear at the carnival, and like like he he's out. I mean, it could be for the cameras because you got to keep in mind the, Kar- the Kardashian uh, factor. You know, I mean, they do love them some cameras, but it's genuine. You know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm happy for him. So yeah, the thing about that is that he hasn't been in front of cameras in a while. Like he refused. Like that's why he didn't go to Kim's wedding. He just he just wanted to be out of the limelight and and not be engaged in their fuckery. Like, and I can get with that, but. I'm just, I'm glad to see him, but I hope that it's not with the intent because it's like now we couldn't do it because the family couldn't, I don't care what they did, what they tried. I think they even tried to get him to do like weight loss surgery. And you've got someone who has just said, I believe in you, just do it a bit at a time. We can get this, we'll do this together. And she doesn't shame him, which I think is good. I think that's absolutely good. 
So I, you know, I I hope that it's genuine too. Because I, what I would hate is that if it's not genuine, what his reaction would be, you know. So or if he loses all his weight and decide he don't want him no more, like we will see. Time will tell. But they're cute. They're interesting together. It's so, hilarious. It is hilarious. Kind of just chuckling at the whole thing. But. Can you imagine all of them at his wedding? Kim, Kylie. Are they gonna come? Kendall. Would you think they would come? Well, I would think they would come because this is just like too juicy for them not to show. Yeah. It would be. Kanye mm. be making some more remixes to his uh, songs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did mention them in the song. But, yep. Any other? I guess not. Shit, fuck it. We gave him enough shine for the day. We did. We're just going to go ahead and kick it and come back with Pop Tunes. Yep. Shown of dreams, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
picks for this week um just to kind of round it out um, we haven't been back in a while but make sure that you like our facebook page make sure that you follow us on twitter um everybody want to talk about their twitter names i am bgrs anisha don't want to give her twitter name because she doesn't tweet like this i really don't <laughs> i don't even want to set y'all up for that i tried it it, it fails i do my do three a month so don't even don't waste your time we both um, uh, Anisha and Ted don't tweet that much, but um, Joe, you want to give your Twitter name? Yeah, it's uh, at Boomer4568. And um, I think that is, I don't know if you want them to follow you on the what's it called, but anyway, um, I don't know if you want them to follow, follow you on other social media sites. No, <laughs> I just made my Instagram private because I got tired of all those random those ads and stuff like. You included me in the comment, bitch. Where you come from? I unfollowed you. I unblocked you. Blocked the the page you was trying to. Nah, nah. But yeah, um, me and Joe pretty much tweet a lot. But you can also follow the um, the podcast on Twitter as well. Just search for the EPB podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I am BGRS on Twitter, so you can follow me there. And that's pretty much all I'm going to tell you where you can follow me, because everybody else, I don't know you like that. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so we're going to kick this junk off, and I think we're going to start with Joel first. Hell with yeah. His with his pick, and he's going to tell us why he picked what he picked. <laughs> Um, you know, well, y'all know I'm, I'm kind of sappy sometimes, but uh, I picked ZZ's Heels uh, Down Home Blues, and the reason I picked that is because, you know, this time last year, Dad was was still in the hospital, and, you know, unfortunately, he, he passed away at the end of April, but, you know, I was just kind of in a sentimental mood and was thinking about him, and ZZ Hill was one of his favorite, favorite artists of any genre, uh, didn't matter if it was blues, R&B, or whatever, and and this is one of his favorite songs, so so that's why I picked it. And you know that's that's it. Oh, that's so cute! Bring it in, give me a hug, Now I feel bad for clowning you. <laughs> I like this. Song. It's, it's I mean, I like the song. I just wasn't expecting it for like the podcast. I was expecting some obscure band that we've not heard of or something like that. But yes, we rock that's with these Yeah, we do. Why are you fixing me a drink, baby? Oh my god. <laughs> Lord. This nigga done sang some Vesta and, and you've been on it today. I'm all over the map. I know. But Ted, you up next. My song is simple. I'm doing a uh, focus featuring Fonte. The track is called Recession. I don't know what made me well, I do know what made me pick it. My uh my sister is moving. So my dad is like unpacking, like packing the box of her house, 
and getting rid of stuff. And so he called me, he was like, you got a whole bunch of stuff over here, you better come get it, I'm throwing it away. Dang. So like every CD that I've ever bought since I was like 12 was over there. I got, oh, like, wow. I got like boxes on boxes on boxes of CDs that I was going through. And like, I mean like CDs that I forgot that I had even purchased and stuff. And uh, one, I was, one of the CDs had a mix on it and that song was on there. I was like, nice love so yeah, so. That's what's up. Bit of nostalgia took me way back. All right. All right, so I am third, and I uh, picked Kendrick Lamar's uh, from Untitled Unmastered, and it is the last track on that album. Um, I remember when he performed this song, or a part of this song, um, I think it was on the, the late show, the late night show. Uh, what's the cat name, the white boy with the roots? What else? Um, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Um, and he killed that shit. So when I saw that this song was on his um, latest project, I was so excited. I mean, it's not as not as cool or not as uh, involved as the one he performed on Jimmy Fallon, which I still have saved my phone. So hell, I can play either one of them. But I was just excited that he had that on there. And uh, that's my shit. That's me and my kids. We be bumping Kendrick and Kanye lately. So yeah, for the spring. So that's my joint. Um Blue Faces joint. That's what I call it. The blue faces. The blue faces joint. And mm-hmm. Anisha rounding out with one of the trolls. <laughs> the biggest trolls of 2016. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh so my song this week was uh Designer Panda, which I think that is like the oddest name for a song. Yeah. I'm going to have to research what this song is about because all I know is he has bras in Atlanta <laughs> and credit card scanners and I don't know shit else and I know <laughs> just that's it. That's all I know. I know when the beat drops people go boom, 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 boom. But I've seen a lot of dance videos and then like the young lady from Memphis Kendall Harrison um Kendall Harris and uh, the other young lady, her name's Taylor. I'm not even going to butcher her last name. It begins with an H2. But they're the young dancers for the Janet Jackson tour. And of course, you know, Janet Jackson's postponed her tour. So these children are out of work until 2017. But they did this video where they're dancing and it was really, really good. So that was the song that they danced to. And of course, I had just been listening to it since then. And I was like, and then to read that, because I thought it was Future. I didn't know who the fuck Panda was. So to just read recently that this song has made more money than all the future songs combined is it's kind of kind of sad. Mm. So Shout out to 19 year old designer. That nigga 19? That's, 19. that's what I'm tripping off of. Nigga was born in 1997. Do you know? Oh my God. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> that is when I Do you know? How, my nigga. Do you do you feel me? Do you feel Why? And my nigga still work more than me. I know, right? 19. I got a, a 20 year here, so. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> what a cosign will do. It does. It mm-hmm. is, so. Yeah, you got something on time, that nigga life has changed forever. <sighs> forever. Yep. Yeah, that's my song choice of the week. And uh, I think that about does it for us. Um, you know where to find us. Um, We'll be back sooner rather than later with another uh, episode. Uh, we will try not to stay gone too long, but we are going to try and wrap up our 
season. We give ourselves a break. We got we got business. We got lives. We got new adventures, right? Jobs and shit. So we want to be able to take a break and come back with some freshness and all that good stuff. So we'll keep you guys posted on everything. But thank you for continuing to listen, continuing to support. Uh, We appreciate it. We value it. So until next time. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Thanks for the five star reviews. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, man. We just so happened to look that we had like five or six five star reviews. We was like, oh shit. Yes, so thank you because that that lets us know that you're listening. So also, (laughs) you know, give us feedback. Let us know when we're long winded or you know, just whatever. Don't let us know that shit. I know I'm long because we already know. We already know. But um, as always, thank you guys so much and peace. Peace out. She said, Your party's jumping and everybody's having a good time. And you know what's going through my mind. Do you mind if I get comfortable? And kick off these shoes Why you fixing me a drink
not so sad Walking around with them blue faces She said I'm down to my luck and it's something I gotta have Blue faces I hit the bank today and told them color me back Blue faces Yeah, that new money and it's breaking me down, honey Two tears in a bucket, I cry with ya, uh But I can never lie with you. I can never afford not to afford. I can never put my plans to the side with you. I can never see a red light like a deer with a headlight. I freeze up when I read up. See, I barely have patience, and you're relating. Only the moment to complete us. Why you hate the work for it? The reason I never went to work for it. See, a nine to five was so job turkey. But when Thanksgiving came, that check did hurt me. You plead the fifth, I read the fifth amendment. We both criminals with bad intentions. They say time heals all. But if I can shortcut my success, court best by tomorrow. Now why you so sad? Walking around with them blue faces She said I'm down on my luck and it's something I gotta have Blue faces I hit the bank today and told them color me back Blue faces Get that new money and it's breaking me down honey My homegirl got a credit card scam She got a scholarship to college but she don't give a damn Intuition got a broke bitch wishing She tell me this on the phone with the noodles in the pan I know your woman, I console your woman You feel like the universe, oh your woman Oh the anticipation, I'm hoping you can make it Bitches don't prosper chasing education But you're talented and can't handle it And your homegirl can't tell your manager 365 times 4 plus 4 If you can't get it right, tell me do you got the stamina But shit ain't no money like fast money Even today I'm considered a crash dummy A rapper chasing stardom, how can I fast forward my accolades better than all them Why you so sad? Walking around with them blue faces She said I'm down on my luck and it's something I gotta have Blue faces I hit the bank today and told them color me back Blue faces Get that new money and it's breaking me down honey I wrote this song like a little broke home, baby. Broke home, baby. You know the poverty stricken, the little broke born babies. Broke born babies. Somebody yell, can't take America and the show is crazy. Then I said, why? Then he looked me in the eye and said, nigga, you fucked up. You're banking on good luck. You're wishing for miracles. You've never been through shit. You're grinding still. Go, you settle for everything. Complaining about everything. You say you're so cracked. My world and fed me. Your projects ain't shit. I live in a hub, bitch. I'm living a key warm. You live in a pay rent. I prayed my way through by waiting on I lie. You played your way through by living in sci-fi. Bullshit, you selfish, talking to strangers. Same thing go for the ones you came with. Well, y'all came on the boat looking for hope. And all you can say is that you're looking for dope. These days ain't no compromise. And your pain ain't mine's happy. A brand new excuse ain't shit to me Bitch, I made my moves with shackle feet Cape Town In today's day and age, we practice the self-pity of taking the easy way out You ain't on them, him, and her But when the blessing takes too long, that's when you go wrong You selfish motherfucker Why so sad? Walking around with them blue faces She said I'm down on my luck and it's something I gotta have Blue faces I hit the bank today and told them color me back Blue faces Get that new money And it's breaking me down, honey Panda. Panda. Get. 
panda, 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 panda. I got bribes in the lineup. Credit cards in the scammers, hitting the licks in the van. Legacies, phantom. Way and see, look like a panda. Going out like a Montana. Honey killers on the helmets. Legacies, phantom. Way and see, phantom. Pockets full, Danny. Selling ball, candy. Man on the macho like Randy. The chopper go out for granted. This nigga bullet your panda. Hope killers on the stand. I got broads in the line. Twisted the lean in the van. Credit cards in the scammers. Hitting the licks in the van. Legacy, fam. Why is he look like a fan? Going like a Montana. Honey killers on the hammers. Legacy, fam. Why is he fam? Packets full, damn it. Selling ball, candy. Man had the macho like Randy. The chopper go out for granted. This nigga pull up your band. Hope your killers understand me. I got broads in Atlanta, twisted up lean and shit, sipping fana Credit cards in the scammers, wake up for sad shit, let designer Whole bunch of ladder shit, they be at the rent time, don't be clapping shit I be pulling up stuff in the fana shit, I got plenty of stuff for Bugatti But look how I try this shit, black and six, fana Why is he killing no comma? Pop a perk, I got slime and gorilla, they come and kill you with bananas For fillers, I fill it, pull up in the fana No niggas, they come and kill you on the counter But Rollie is dancing bigger than the panic Go out to the Grammy, but pull up your panic Pull up, I'ma flip it, I got bitches, pull up and they get it I got niggas that's counting for digits Say you make you a lot of the money No some killers, pull up in the inner, baby CTDD, pull up in the killer, baby Call a filler, fill up, gon' fill it, baby Niggas up in the baby, gon' drill it, baby Fuck, we gon' kill it, baby, get it I got broads, yeah, I get it I got cards, yeah, I shit it This how I live, did it all for a ticket I flood the bombs when he spend it, and Bobby Chat the dawn doing business in the break, fucking up shit that she doing the minute. I begin to the chicken, count to the chicken, and all of my niggas are split. I got broads in the line, just to throw in the family. Credit cards in the scammers, hitting the licks in the band. Legacies, family. Way and see, look like a panda. Going out like a Montana. Honey killers on the hammers. Legacies, family. Way and see, panda. Packets full, Danny. Selling ball, candy. Man on the macho like Randy. The chopper go out for Grammy. This nigga pull up your panda. Hope the killers understand me. I got broads in the line. Visit the lean in the family. Credit cards in the scammers. Hitting the licks in the bundle. Legacies, family. Why is he look like a panda? Going out like a Montana. Honey killers on the hammers. Legacies, family. Why is he panda? Packets full, Danny. Selling ball, candy. Man had the macho like Randy. The chopper go out for granted. Then nigga pull up your panda. Hope your killers understand me. Pand, 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 pand,